Hey babes, this is Renee. Hey girl, it's Becca. Hey baby girls, it's Vicky. <laughs> this is All The Reels and we're so excited you're here. Because otherwise we'd just be talking to ourselves. <laughs> but for real, we are pumped. We're gonna be deep diving into relationship topics, chit chatting about life, and hopefully bringing you some fun and laughs along the way. We'll be here every Thursday, ready to bring you some juicy, unfiltered content. And don't worry, we won't hold back. So grab a drink and sit back, because here we go. Hey everyone, today we are talking with Carla Kylie about body confidence, which is so important. We wanted to talk about this topic today because of kind of all the new year stuff going on. It's usually kind of pressure and diets and weight loss and We thought that it would be fun and motivating to focus more on the positives on how to improve your relationship with yourself and your overall body confidence. So welcome, Carla. Thanks for being here. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, girl. You guys. (laughs) We're super excited. Yes. Um, Before we get started asking you questions and diving in, um, we always do what you're sipping on. So I don't know if you brought a drink, Carla, but we usually go around and talk about what we're sipping on. So do you have a drink? Yeah, I have a glass of white wine. I'm pretty sure it's something random I got at Costco. So love it. (laughs) I'm sure. I um, wish that we are Costco sold alcohol. I was just about to say that. I was like, oh gosh, I wish we go to Virginia. That's the thing. Oh, I was going to ask you because you're not that far from us. So I was wondering which, which one you go to. Okay. Virginia. Virginia. Love it. Um, guys, I am actually just drinking, uh, seltzer water that I made in my soda stream. So sorry, I'm boring tonight, but that's what I got. What flavor? Just plain. Oh my God. You're very boring. Okay. Like, Hey, can I have sparkling water, please? Like, (laughs) Hey, this is about body uh, positivity. So don't hate on my water. Okay. (laughs) Well, isn't it zero calories anyways? I mean, well, (laughs) yeah, but Uh, I do want to get me a soda stream because I like, I like soda. Yeah. It's yummy. Anyway, what what do you got? Well, um, I, for those of you who can't see me, I'm in bed right now. For no particular reason, but I've got uh, iced tea. Old peak. <laughs> in my bed. So right. that's where I'll, I stand today. I'll join you, Carla. I'm also drinking wine, which is the same rosé that I was drinking last week because it's really good. <laughs> nice. All right, Carla, let's start drilling you with questions. <laughs> First, can you, I guess we're going to dive in with a little bit about you, but real quick, just a background on how we actually met that I'll kind of go over is who, one of my, one of our friends, yes, a mutual friend had told me that she had an amazing videographer for her wedding um, and that she was local. And I was like, okay, obviously give me her number. And here we are, Carla. So Carla actually shot my wedding in 2017. You were what, like one month graduated from college, I think. I was like two days graduated. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you probably were. It was, it was like, like the weekend after I graduated or whatever. And it was the yes. day before I left on like a summer trip to Europe. So I just remember yes. it was crazy. Yeah. It was. And it was so like, I feel like we bonded so much because um, you're one of three. I'm one of three. And like all of us are like big 90s country music fans. And so... <laughs> That was super fun at our wedding. Like 90s jams are coming on and I'm like seeing like you and Emily, your sister 
over in the back, like dancing and singing along. And Renee and I obviously were like, hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Becca, not to be confused, you're one of five, but that's fine. Oh my God, I am. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. like the adults and like being the yeah. same age as her and her siblings, like yeah. I get where you're coming this from. But <laughs> we've talked about Matthew McKenzie before. I didn't want the listeners to be like, wait, I'm so confused. <laughs> I, okay. I didn't just disown my two other siblings, but you know what I meant? The older, the older kids. Yes, okay. Anyway, so that is how um, I met Carla and Carla recently, you have been posting a lot about body positivity and body image and all of that. So that's why we had reached out to get you on here, but tell us a little bit like about you, like background, family, job, hobbies, anything, spill it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm Carla. I'm a full-time wedding and brand videographer. So I own my own business, uh, which is how I met Becca. Um, and actually, and Renee and Vicky, actually, for that matter. Um, <laughs> but I, I shoot weddings. Um, and then I also started a, another business with my sister, um, where we do photography and videography for businesses and brands, um, like photos and videos for their website and social media. But uh, kind of born out of quarantine, but also after a few years of a lot of personal self-development, I decided to kind of start a blog um, and YouTube channel as sort of like a side hustle to my other businesses and um, talk a lot about things that I realized I was really passionate about, which is um, like plus size fashion and body positivity and things that I've sort of had to learn over the past few years that I feel like not enough people are talking about. So um, I started that at the end or the fall last year and have been really enjoying it. I read your blog post, which we'll link later, um, and saw all of your posts on your socials, which again, we'll link that too. But um, I feel like that's what drew me into asking you to come talk about this because I just loved your messaging. So how did you, I guess, when did you kind of in your own, in your own kind of personal relationship with yourself and your body, when did you kind of stop and say, okay there's an issue here, like, let's figure this out. And like, I guess made you kind of explore um, this kind of journey of body positivity. Yeah. So I was definitely the person in college that wanted to be like a part of everything. I was like, in a sorority, I ended up being president of that sorority. I started a business, like basically all at the same time, um, had a long-term boyfriend, now husband, but I was like kind of burning the stick at both ends with the burning the candle at both ends. What's, what's the, <laughs> that? something and, like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I was like definitely headed towards a total burnout and I could kind of tell. And I think the main thing I realized was that I was spending like most of my day thinking about what I was eating, what I, when I was working out, what I looked like, it was like total, like, obsession, honestly. And I was like, what is this even stemming from? And I realized that like a lot of my life I had spent feeling so unhappy with how I looked and thinking that I had to change what I looked like to ever be happy. And so I, there wasn't an exact moment, but I just knew I couldn't really sustain what I was doing. And um, around this time, a family friend recommended a non-diet dietitian. Um, and so I actually made an appointment with her and I started kind of slowly unraveling like where like what my relationship with my body was what my relationship with food was what my relationship with you know like all kinds of things um can you sorry to interrupt you can you explain um what a non-diet dietitian is and yeah. I guess what the difference is I want more information oh, on this type of person yeah and yeah. also <laughs> when how long ago you went to this person just so we can get an idea of where your journey started to where yeah. you're 
So I think I first had an appointment with her in probably it was 2016-ish is what I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, and she, her, her, I can give you her contact info. She's amazing. Her name's Dr. Yeah. Daisy. Um, <laughs> and she has a whole practice now where she helps people who either have an eating disorder or have disordered eating. I don't even know like the technical terms for either, but mm-hmm. she kind of combines like therapy with your relationship with food and your body um, mm-hmm. and kind of like unpacks why you kind of are the way you are. I think a lot of people, there's like family things, there's like athletics, I think pay a big part in a lot of this. And um, so she kind of helps you like figure out coping mechanisms and strategies um, to have a good relationship with food. The reason I say non-diet dietitian is uh, they're registered dietitians and some will you go to them and you say I'm not happy with them and some people choose to like put you on a specific food plan or diet or like if you have an eating disorder or whatever they'll put you on a specific food plan and hers is not to put you on a diet is to like teach you how to eat intuitively so that you don't need to like listen to external forces so what does that mean exactly like eating intuitively yeah so that's a big piece of all of this for me was learning how to like feed my body with using my body's cues more than outside situation or outside insight, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. so we're all told like you need to be eating three fruits and vegetables a day, or I don't even know what the numbers are, whatever, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to be eating like protein for breakfast. And there's all kinds of messaging out there about all the different yeah. things you're supposed to be doing. Also a lot of it's contradicting each other, but that's a different point. Um, and basically intuitive eating means that you wake up and you're like, what sounds good for breakfast? And you eat that for breakfast. And then if it's 11.30, if it's 2.30, if it's 10.30 and you're like, I'm hungry, you go and eat something. Like you don't, there's no like listening to a food plan. There's no like tracking things. There's no like keeping track of stuff. It's just like you eat when you're hungry, you stop eating when you're full. Like this is all, this sounds simple, but it's like way harder. It sounds and- very mental actually. <laughs> right. Like, oh holy shit. So yeah. I'm guessing through this like therapy side of this, she's teaching you how to see these signs, I'm guessing. Yeah. Of, like how to know you're full and things like that. Yeah. It has literally been years of practice. Like I, I mean, when you think about it, you have years of one way. Like I was on and off diets from high school through college. So I was so in tune with like not eating when I was hungry and, you know, binge eating when I was, you know, drinking in college or binge eating Mm -hmm. just in general when I, when no one was around or whatever. Um, and I can truly say like behaviors like that, that I don't, I never got really diagnosed with like a specific eating disorder, but behaviors like that, which you can, you kind of know if you do it, that you're like, this Mm -hmm. is weird. I shouldn't be doing this. And yeah. it's not like eating an extra piece of pizza. It's like when you're rummaging through the pantry for like chocolate chips or whatever. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few things last few weeks. Right. <laughs> but like the pressure is like coming from every angle. It's like you're not only yourself, but everyone around you too. And like, I actually heard that before. Just the simple act of stop eating when you're full, like mentally, like it is a mental thing. Like you have to just say that to yourself and like, that something as simple as that can do it for you. But I can see how that takes practice. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it really does. And some people actually, they've like done studies and some people actually have, that is like a stronger feeling in some people than it is other people. And like, I have an older sister and she is someone who, she hates the feeling of being stuffed. Like hates it enough Mm -hmm. 
to she always stops eating because she's like, I don't, oh, I don't want to be full. I don't want to be like super Uncomfortably stuffed, you know? full. Yeah. yeah so See, I, I look at the plate and I'm like, oh, if there's food on the plate, I'm like, oh, I need to finish my plate. And, and talk- I don't know where that comes from. It'd be really interesting to talk to someone like you're saying to be like, okay, why do I think Back that? Like, I'm being a kid because we yeah. right. I'm assuming I mean, so. Like, yeah. finish your plate. But I don't think our parents were ever. Renee, maybe you remember differently, but like, I don't think sure. they were ever like finish your plate or you're not getting up from the table type parents. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. remember them being that way. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. It's it's really I interesting. Thought- like as you're talking about this, like the things that you habits that you create with food. Yeah. And like, I'm not obviously not a dietitian, but something that for me was I had this fear and I think it's because I've dieted, I had dieted so much was I had this fear of like what I had on my plate. Like that was what I had. And if, if like tomorrow I might not have that, like a brownie or something that was like for Mm -hmm. me sweet, that was a big thing for me was always like, I'm not going to have sweets tomorrow. So I have to like eat six brownies tonight because I won't have any tomorrow. And yeah, like now I it's the craziest thing that like we have like Oreos. Our pantry is like stocked with like sweets and sugar and all kinds of different foods. And I like, it like means nothing to me. Like, I don't care because I'm, that's like, amazing oh, though. That, that shows like how far you've come on this journey, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. It's funny that like other people come to my house and will be like, Oh my God, you have cookies or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, they're literally always there. Like probably going stale. I think it's weird yeah. that someone asked you that and thought that was weird that you had cookies. <laughs> because people have this idea that like, you shouldn't keep food in your house that you don't want to eat every day or whatever. And I'm like, why? So then you go out to dinner and like someone offers you something and you like eat 16 of them because like you have it. Like it's just like this whole idea of like, I've always compare it to when people say, when, when I think about the fact that we, as women, potentially we could grow a child within ourselves with very little intervention, like pretty much nothing. Like you might take a prenatal, but like pretty much you don't have to do anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when we ask ourselves what we should eat for breakfast, we don't listen to what our body says we want for breakfast. So like mm-hmm. if your body is just really like, you're just like, I just really want, I don't know, a bagel. And you're like, nope, you're not having a bagel. You're having oatmeal again, because oatmeal is better for you. You have to eat oatmeal. Like, why would we, we don't trust ourselves to be like, or another example, like you eat breakfast. It's an hour later. You're hungry again. You're like, nope, you can't be hungry yet. It's not lunchtime. You're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. <laughs> When like, literally, if you were to grow a human, you wouldn't like question if your body was like doing right. it. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. I'm, like doing it. I don't know. Like, I'm like mind yeah. blown right now because it, what you're saying makes so much sense. But like, who the hell made that rule that was like, oh, you have to eat at noon. Yeah. Dude, like, that's and who the hell time. made the rule you have to eat oatmeal or bagels for breakfast? Like, right. Vicky started, right. don't get Vicky yeah. started. Right. She will eat pizza for breakfast. <laughs> I know. I yeah. will eat a steak dinner sometimes for re- like a steak dinner for breakfast. I will. <laughs> I am so annoyed by yeah, whoever I mean, made and the rule. thing is, is the funny thing is, is that there's like entire systems in our body. I mean, I'm not even, I shouldn't even like, but there's entire parts of our body that are like, you're low in iron and your body's like, Hey, that steak that's left over in the fridge, that's what you should eat because you need iron right now. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That for us, we don't have to do it for it. Like I just remember like putting food into like my fitness pal or whatever. And it would tell you what the carbohydrates is because I thought that that was smarter than my body. Yeah. It's like, Oh, too many carbs for the day or too much, too much fat. You've hit your fat intake for the day. (laughs) I can totally see though, how, if you don't have the proper, um, mindset or like the proper training to make sure your mind is where like listening to your body, I can see how it could spiral into 
not being healthy though. So like, I, it seems like props to you for doing all that work over the past few years to really tune into your body and your mind and figure out how to, uh, like go with those instincts, but not take it to a level that's unhealthy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think everyone's fear with intuitive eating is thinking I will literally just eat chocolate and bagels like for six months and like won't have a problem with that. But truly, I mean, there is some of that. There is a little bit of like, if you can eat whatever you want, you're like, heck yeah, whatever. But then at some point and pretty soon after you get to a point where you're like, that doesn't even sound good. Like, I don't even want that. Like now I don't really think that differently about having like pasta for dinner versus a salad. It's just like, what sounds good. And like Mm -hmm. I cook, so I get to pick. Um, but like it, at some point it levels off and your body's like, I feel crappy when I eat like sugar all day or whatever. Like at some point your body, even like alcohol and things like that. I feel like when you're intuitively eating, you don't like, it doesn't become, it's like, if you don't want to have wine or whatever, you just don't. And if you do, you do, it doesn't, doesn't impact your day so much. Do you, do you feel like, like whenever you're eating that you're just eating because you're like fueling your body now rather than eating for a purpose of what comfort or anything else? I mean, is that kind of the point? Yeah. I mean, I think the a big thing that I was always doing while I was learning all this was I was also in therapy and I handled a lot of my shit. Like, honestly, yeah. that's like, I figured out a lot of my stuff. So I didn't need food as much as like a comfort, mm-hmm. but I still definitely have food all the time that is like holiday food. And like, it was just the holiday. So I'm thinking about that, but like food mm-hmm. that you only have once a year and it's definitely more like exciting, but it does take away a little bit more of the, like, I used to think about what I was going to eat the rest of the day, like before I got out of bed in the morning, like I was thinking about it so much in advance. And now I'm like, I, it's kind of a problem because like, I forget that we like are out of eggs. Like, I don't know, (laughs) not not a part of my life. And kind of going back to when I started all this, I was like president of my sorority. I was like handling all this stuff. And if I had been still trying to diet, I seriously think I would have combusted because I was like, it would have taken like too much brain energy. Like I couldn't have done yeah. all of it once. Yeah. So it ended up being this like perfect timing that like I got to kind of live my life, but also not like not have to live in the like shackles of being on a diet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so, I feel like there's so much pressure and so much, yeah, pressure for people to like have this certain image, especially as women. Um, with your kind of opinion, like, what do you think causes people to have like negative body images of themselves? Like, do you think that it's something that starts at a young age? Do you think it's, you know, media? Is it like, I, I feel like there's a few things that I think are like common. I think it could be a million different things, but because I think mm-hmm. some people it's like family relationships, some people it's all kinds of different things. I think it's something a lot of people feel like they can control and like in an uncontrollable world, it feels good to like have something that you can control. Uh, Mm -hmm. I definitely think the pandemic kind of like encouraged that in some people because they were like, this is the one thing I can handle. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, like anything, like over controlling something isn't good for you. Um, I think some people think that if they're kind of mean to themselves and they have really negative self-image, they'll, it'll motivate them to like work out more or like, you know, people think that if they're like, I have the, I have the, you know, most ugly cellulite on my thighs, like that's going to motivate me to work out more. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that works, but some people, I think that's where some of it comes from. Um, 
I think media like definitely drills it into our brain that there's like a certain, I mean, even if you just like look at the contestants on The Bachelor, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there's never anyone oversized, you know, four or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's like no shame to those girls. It's just like, that's what like they're marketing it to of like, mm-hmm. these are those beautiful girls. Um, but another thing I don't think people think about outside of media, but it's sort of all around us is the, like the clothes were off, like were shown. And that's something I don't, I knew, I found out recently that other people don't really realize is that if you're like over a size 10 or whatever, there are stores that you just can't shop in, like just at all, mm-hmm. like they just don't carry them. And mm-hmm. then even somewhere like Target that does carry a wide range of sizing, there's a huge section of clothing for straight sizes. And then plus those are like in this back corner hallway, yeah. you know, they're, they're like behind the dressing rooms and behind yeah, the that's, I've noticed that. That's so and weird. I don't- do they even have plus size, a plus size section for like, you know how when you walk into Target, they have like the um, like young adults, like the teen stuff and you can, there's yeah. some stuff there and then there's the women's. Like, do they yeah, even no. have like a plus size teens? Like, no, a that's, like, true. that's a good point. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of, I mean, when I was a teen, I wasn't actually plus size. So it wasn't as big of a, like, I don't remember, but I think about the fact that that's, when people feel like they can't buy clothing or there's like, you know, even companies don't want their money because of the size they are. Like, how, what does that do to your self-confidence? Like, oh, yeah. you're giving me all the chills because like There's, that you're is so, so deep. Yeah, and, you're making so ugh. many good points because like, I feel like I have noticed in recent years that the media has done a better job at incorporating all body types. Like, like I'm thinking of like Old Navy and like, yeah, that for like when marketing like their product or service, but it hasn't always been like that. Yeah. But then I feel like at the same time, you know, they may be doing a better job at it, but it's like, they're still hiding it in a way. Right. They're still like so far to go, whether like mm-hmm. they maybe they're doing a little bit better, but they're yeah. still so far to go. Yeah. Also, yeah. I, I, so Carla, this wasn't a, kind of a, a question that I had in mind, but it just came to my head. How do you feel about actually saying like it's a plus size section? Like, do you think that that's okay that, it, that there is a plus size section or should it just be, these are our sizes here you can shop? in some ways I get it. And some people I think would say they like it being separate. Personally, the only reason I would like it to all be together because I want them to make everything in plus size. Right. Like, because why are you sectioning sense. out plus size? Right. Like because it's just a different size. Why is that have to be more? Like limited? what data are you going off? Like, are you going off some kind of data or something? Because like, the what? average woman is a size 14, I think. Like the really? average woman. Really? That's crazy. So like crazy. most, cu- it's like marketing is like, I'm like, are, do you guys have marketers? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. Just like, if any, if you've taken like one business class ever, you're like, <laughs> you want to like sell things to people. Like that's the point. That's, right. such a good, that's such a good point. And like kind of on the same topic, I, I also read one, like your recent blog post about like self-care and what you do to make yourself feel good and things like that. And one of them was buy clothes that fit you and I cannot agree with that more because I'm mm-hmm. personally so guilty of doing that. Like in the winter time, like of doing the opposite. I mean, right. like I'll buy clothes that are like a size below sometimes because they're out of my size, but other times because I'm feeling like, Oh, I'm going to wear this when I lose weight and this and that. And mm-hmm. it literally never happens. And even if it does happen, like if I do like maybe fit into it a little bit better than I did in the winter time, I'm still not happy in it. Like, mm-hmm. like because that's such a good point. You, it's it's really really important to do that. Yeah. Why why not buy clothes right that away. flatter? Yeah. Why Instant not buy clothes that flatter you and make you feel good? <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. And to that point, um, 
I, I mean, everyone's different, but I don't know what it is about me and my body. I could fluctuate like 15 pounds and still wear the same pants. I don't even <laughs> understand it. Like I can't lose 10 to 15 pounds and be like, I need to go shopping. Like, <laughs> I don't know where I lose it from, but it's not like my hips or something. But I don't know. I wear the same freaking <laughs> pants. So it's interesting. like, don't I have make... literally 10 different sizes of everything. And like, no, granted, it does depend like where that. you buy it. Cause sometimes right. a six could be a zero and a, a fucking American Eagle, but like, mm-hmm. um, Yep. Yeah, everyone is just so different, like proportionate like, wise. Like, yeah, really, it's really so different. And I mean, I feel like I'm good at just buying what fits and not really caring about what the number is on the side or like on the pants because I know personally, I it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> if I lose a little bit of weight, I'm still wearing the same damn pants. So like, don't focus so much on the number, but <laughs> but on like what fits you and like feels good. Right. Most of our pants have a significant amount of stretch. Like they're pretty flexible. Yeah. Like I think that's one thing that's come out in the last like five, 10 years that like a lot of things. And I also, I'm like, if I have known like from friends in the past, they're like, everything's too tight. I'm like, go get one pair of jeans because especially right now, you're not leaving the house that often, but when you do, do you want to be like pinched in your stomach every single second and just literally eat? creases for a week from like, <laughs> It's like you're constantly shaming yourself and being like, I don't fit into these pants. I don't fit in these pants. I don't fit in the pant- into these pants. When like you can just wear a pair of pants that fit. And you know what? <laughs> if you get back into those jeans, you can donate the bigger ones. It'll be right. Right. no problem. <laughs> what are we talking about? 50 bucks? Like we're not, it's not like that significant to be like, I am going to hold out. I'm not buying new pants for until I lose this weight. Like just be nice to yourself. Yeah. yeah. I also am like kind of on like, I guess in addition to that, like what makes you feel good? Just, I was, I know I was reading some, your, what you outlined that made you feel good. Some of it was about your body. Some of it wasn't, but like, what are some other things that helped you in on the, along the same lines? Like those kind of tips, yeah. like buy clothes that fit you. What are some other things that help you get to like the, the mindset that you are today? Like being able to be totally happy in your own skin and not worrying about like the pressures and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I, I learned the quote, like, confidence is a journey, not a destination. I don't think you ever totally get there. Like, I still think it still crosses my mind, but I spend so much less time worrying about it. And just, like, I get to focus on what I do like about myself. And I focus on things I just feel neutral about myself. Like, I'm just, I'm not, like, obsessed with it, but I'm not, I don't hate it. And that's, that's good for me. That's plenty. Um, I think other things are like one, if something's too tight, put it in the back of your closet. You don't need to see it every day. You don't need to look at it and like contemplate it every morning that it doesn't fit. Um, what else would I recommend? I think honestly, like a big thing I recommend is unfollow people on Instagram. I mean, Mm. on everything, but Instagram in particular, they're not making Mm. me feel good. I don't, it depends on your personality, but if it's not a motivating person, like you can follow fit people or people with great bodies if you're getting some value out of it. But if you're just following them to look at them, you probably don't need to. Like look at the people in (laughs) real life, follow the people who make you feel good, follow people who have a body similar to you. I think it helps to find like outfit inspiration from people who have a similar size to you because Mm -hmm when you see it on them, you're like, oh, they look great. And then you can think that about yourself as well. And it's amazing what you can turn into like some, like something you have in your closet that you can repurpose that makes it fit you in a way. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what I mean, but like wearing your clothes differently. 
-hmm. yeah like tie flannel around your waist if it's exactly. like a little tight in the shoulders yeah, yeah like exactly. you can totally use things and um the, uh, another piece of advice I got once that really helped was if you're going on like a trip or you have something special coming up like a wedding like start really early looking for clothes for that thing because nothing will make you feel more confident than making sure that you have an outfit you feel great in that like you have the right underwear to wear with it. You know, we all have, that's like a whole thing. You know, you have to have the right bra. <laughs> yeah. You like buy clothes instead of like getting something three days before and being like, crap, this is the best I can do. And then all night kind of feeling like it's a little tight. It's a little bit like pinching me here. It's not that comfortable. Like spend time buying clothes, returning clothes, like make it, you can like get something you're really happy with if you, Put in the work to do it honestly you can avoid the tears from the yeah tears. that's such great <laughs> advice honestly like i've i've found myself scrambling like a day before an event being like oh but i don't actually love this but i guess it's what i'll get and like that's such great advice mm -hmm. to do it like so far in advance um i also i mean i know this is for like carla's thing but i just wanted to add when you said about unfollowing people on social media that um you know, are not motivating you. I feel like sometimes it's hard for people to identify that. And one thing that I found is if you start talking shit on someone or just like, oh, they don't even look that good. Or like, oh, why do they do all of that? It's like, maybe you need to like stop for a second and realize that that's because something in you is not vibing with them. And you should definitely unfollow them because subconsciously it's not good for you. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a friend one time, I was kind of talking crap about somebody and this friend was like, it sounds like you might be a little jealous. And it was the most like harsh thing I feel like I've <laughs> ever heard. But I was like, you are 100% right. And I don't follow her anymore because I was like, clearly it's a me problem. It's not her problem. <laughs> well, you own that. I mean, you're like, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> I was like, oh, yep, that, mm, yep, that is me. Like, I didn't even realize, like, I didn't even know that, of course, but her being like, sounds like you're a little bit jealous. I was like, right. Oh, and I'm honestly, that's, that's a good, honest friend to have. <laughs> yes, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> um, I have a question on just like from where we're at right now, like new year, everybody's kind of like, oh, I want to look great for the summer, whatever, like diets yeah, and a whole else. thing. Yeah. How do you, um, how do you like, or what, I guess, what would you tell people, um, for like balancing, wanting to intuitively eat and be comfortable in their own skin, but maybe you do also want to lose five pounds or whatever it might be like finding the healthy balance between that of wanting to, um, yeah, maybe, maybe just like I said, like maybe yeah. you want to lose a little weight or you want to tone your arms or whatever you want to do. How do yeah. you find the healthy balance? I think it's like the biggest thing is kind of like identifying, like, what is it about the five pounds that's going to make the difference? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think that there's, a lot of us, and I think there, I've heard this from people who have lost a lot of weight when I've lost a lot of weight in the past, and you assume you're just going to be so much happier. Like, you're just mm -hmm. like, sure. You're like, no, for sure. It's going to be the thing that like sets this summer apart or whatever. And yeah. it doesn't always work like that. I don't think that there's anything wrong with having health goals. I don't think there's anything wrong with even wanting to lose weight. It's just coming from a place of like, are you doing it because you're like, hey, you know, I feel like a little fluffy. I feel a little once said to me, do you feel larger than you should feel? Like, do you feel like you just like, you're, you're a little tired, like your legs feel a little sluggish carrying around your body. Mm -hmm. And you can feel like that and be like, okay, what steps do I take that would help that, you know, exercising, like moving your body, you know, eating things that make you feel good and more energetic. 
but that probably doesn't coincide specifically with like a number of pounds. Right. Or even it's just like, like long-term happiness in general, or even short-term happiness in general. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that something people think that losing weight will do is give them value and people will love them more. And I think if you think back to past summers where you've been innovating, I always think about this, like my parents have a lake house, so I'm innovating suit a lot and we have family friends and cousins and it's honestly been great because I'm around people in a bathing suit so frequently that I've lost that feeling of like, oh my God, they're looking at me because they're never looking at me. Like, <laughs> like, people don't like, care about you the way you think care. that they care about you. They don't really don't. And like, I literally will like, last summer I was like wearing a bikini and I'm like, I don't freaking care because like, you, they want to be on the boat. They want to like go, yeah. like, nobody cares, especially <laughs> after the past two years, like year we've had, like yeah. everyone is just so happy to be out of their house and with people that no one's going to look at someone and be like, Ooh, they gained weight. And if they do say that, then like we just mentioned, that's them. That's not yeah. you. That has right. nothing to do with you. Um, and like Renee said, you can like, you could theoretically be up 10 pounds and nothing look different. And right. like, who cares? So yeah. I just think you have to think about like, if there's a thing of like, I feel like I've just been laying on the couch after work every single night and you know, that doesn't feel great for me. That's one reason to like, maybe start working out or do something different. Or you're like, you know, we've ordered pizza four times in the last two weeks. Like, I think maybe I should go ahead and go to the grocery store and get some vegetables. Mm-hmm. Like, great. But if it's like, I think that that five pounds is going to make all the difference. You might want to reevaluate why that feels that way, because it's not going to be that you're not going to like be successful because you won't yeah. feel happier. You won't feel any different. Like you'll mm-hmm. just. Absolutely. No, that's, yeah. that's great. That great is. advice. I love that. Um, so, I mean, you've given us lots of wonderful tips, but is there any one thing, whether you already said it or it's something you haven't come to yet, is there one thing that you would recommend for someone who's ready to start a body confidence journey? Who's like, I just need to be happy with myself. I need to be happy with my body. However it is like, what is the start? What's the first thing they should do? Um, so I would say a book, one book I read that I really liked, it's called body kindness by Rebecca Stritchfield, I believe. And she, it's basically about how to like treat your body with compassion and not shame. And it's kind of like what we were talking about of like, treat your body well, and then you can still decide like, oh, I want to work out more. I want to like, you can still have those kind of goals, but you're coming from a place of compassion and not a place of like, I'm terrible. Um, and so that's a really helpful book. If you actually feel like you have, you know, really disordered eating or something like that, I would definitely recommend a like dietitian, I think that's like a really good way to start. And I think most of them are doing telehealth at this point. So you can like kind of find one that you fit with and it doesn't even matter location wise. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two big things. But I also think things, just the small things like getting clothes that fit, it can make a whole big difference in your day um, to feel really confident in the clothes you're wearing. It can feel really nice to not follow people that are yeah. bringing you down. You know, you don't need that. Else- and I think, Carla, you had such a great point that, like, is is it like, oh, I want to lose some weight because I'm feeling heavy and I just don't feel good and I know that it'll give me more energy and I'll feel better, like, overall health-wise versus, oh, I think I need to lose this weight so that people think I look good. Like, there's right. definitely a big mm-hmm. difference and we're not sitting here saying nobody should want to lose weight because, like, 
how my goals are to freaking lose a couple of pounds. Like, cause I want to feel better. I haven't had mm-hmm. as much energy. Like I want to lose a couple of pounds, but that's not because I care what everyone thinks I look like. It's because I want to feel better. So like, that's another big point of this whole body positivity thing. Like just love yourself. And if you have goals, make sure they're for the right reasons. And I love like, that you got on that whole topic. <laughs> I feel like it's like if no one was going to see you this entire summer, like no pictures were going to be taken of you. You weren't going on any beach trips. You weren't going anywhere that anyone was going to see your body. Would you still want to do it? Like, would yes, you still would value a- still be there for you? Yep. That's mm-hmm. such a good way to put like, it. I don't want someone to see cellulate on my butt, which I also just feel like literally no one cares. Actually, <laughs> the skinniest person in the world has cellulite. Like right. Carla, I know you uh, already just told us about um, a book, but do you have any other resources? Um, obviously, I actually saw one of your like videos where you were showing adorable clothes. So, like, <laughs> can you tell everyone like some of your recommendation on clothing companies, um, where you shop, or if there's any other books or anything at all that you want to share as like a recommendation? for someone yeah I mean I uh I feel like you there's there are a lot of companies coming out with extended sizes you often have to order them online which is a little bit of a trick because um I always like laugh when people are like oh, I'm just gonna go pick something up to wear I'm like no no girlfriend I gotta plan these things out because I gotta wait for <laughs> sure. uh, so I like even stores like anthropology now have um have extended sizes and things like that so there's there's a lot more options um Honestly, like just filtering by size is really helpful because you can just like on Nordstrom or whatever, because like you don't even need to see what else is out there. You just got to see what can work for you. Um, but yeah, in terms of other than that, I feel like um, definitely thinking if, if you're feeling like you're being kind of bombarded with messages about diets, it's like you have to remember to kind of like tune back into yourself and think a little bit more about like what actually sounds good to me. Because I think we all have things like even in terms of like exercise, like some of us are like running sounds like literal the worst. And some people are like, that sounds fun. Like being outside. Yeah. Running sounds like the worst. Renee um, hates running so much. <laughs> so, do I, so do I, but Renee literally hates them. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's like, if you can get, it can get very easy to be bombarded with these messages of like, this is what you should be doing when you need to just like check back in with yourself and be like, yo, I think what sounds good to me is doing just like evening walks or like a spin class or whatever you can do when the world opens up again. But um, kind of keeping that in mind, because I think something I talked about on stories the other day was like, I had a thing with smoothies until recently. I used to think of them as such a diet thing that for years, like literally the past few years, I've been like, no, no smoothies, none ever. But <laughs> in my mind, they had to be green. They had to have like weird protein powder in them. They had to be like, just like they had to have all this stuff in them. And then when I just started making smoothies, how I want to make smoothies, like I can make them with whatever I want. Like no one, mm-hmm. no one used to tell me what to make my smoothies. The thought of ingesting right. like those smoothies that like, I used to get them at the gym too. It makes me uncomfortably full thinking about it. Like yeah. they were, and they were like, they were heavy calorie and like, they actually weren't good for you. Well, yeah, it depends. It like depends on who you ask. Cause some people yeah. are like, you want to put like 
six tablespoons of peanut butter in it. And I'm like, I, that sounds right. Uh, fill it up halfway with chia seeds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck is this? Eight well, bananas. This is flaxseed. What's flaxseed for? Oh yeah, flaxseed. Exactly. <laughs> Put flaxseed in your salad. The people who say that, I'm like, yo, you need to <laughs> yo. step back if you're putting flaxseed in your salad. <laughs> Sprinkling it. <laughs> Everybody's to each their own. Exactly. Right. You do you, girl. Whatever. If you want flaxseed in your salad, you freaking do it. (laughs) I am not jealous of that girl. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. So you've got we've got the book recommendation. We'll we'll link that. Is there anyone um on social media that you do like to follow that um is specifically talking about body positivity? Yeah, I think that for me, the best thing has been to follow. There's a uh, Instagrammer called Carolyn Morand. I'll send you her like link or whatever. But she is, uh, she's actually a plus size model. And she's one of the people that I started seeing and was like, oh, she's beautiful. She's like gorgeous. And she's probably like a size, I don't know, 12 or 14. I don't know. But she wears like really cute outfits. She puts a lot of like attention into her, her outfits, but not like so far that they're like really cool and I would never be able to pull them off, you know, like just <laughs> mostly normal stuff. And yeah. I remember like seeing her stuff and being like, oh, okay. I don't have to just like buy whatever fits. I can like actually buy clothes that I love and find things that fit me. And I think that has been a really big change is to think about it. Like I can like love the body I have right now, even if at some point this isn't the body I'll still have. Like it's kind of mm-hmm. like thinking about how if you're pregnant one day, you might dress like you would buy clothes for that period, even though you might change again. Like yeah, you, still, yeah. you still have to dress yourself and you still might want to dress yourself really well. So um, she yeah. has been really great. She's definitely someone I recommend. Um, there's a few more like Maddie Gutter- Gutierrez, I think is how you say it, but she lives in New York and um, she's actually pregnant right now, but she like just, she tries so much clothes, so many clothes on. And one that's helpful because if you have to buy things online, having someone show you what they look like mm-hmm. on their body is helpful. But also mm-hmm. it just kind of shows how much like things just don't always work and you just have to buy things to find great stuff. You have to like sort through it. So yeah, um, I definitely like following them. Okay, great. Well, we will link those people. Um, awesome. Yeah. In the show notes yeah. for sure. Awesome. Oh, is there anything of, we missed that yeah, you wanted thought, to share? <laughs> I thought of one more thing. It's actually another podcast recommendation. So there was a podcast series that came out, I think over the summer or maybe the spring. Um, it's called Outway and it's with Amy Brown and a dietitian. Amy Brown is um, the co-host of the Bobby Bones show. So oh, she, oh yeah. I got really excited. Bobby Bones, we know Bobby Bones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, so she has always, um, and I actually remember listening to the show and she would talk about like her matcha and her like very stressed. Yes. Like, I literally drink that because of her. Because she's really? one of the, she told me <laughs> the recipe a couple years so ago. Funny. Yeah, she had like very strict food things. And I think at some point, I don't, I don't know the exact story, but she at some point realized like, whoa, I'm a little like obsessive about this. And so she started working with a dietitian and then she ended up doing a whole podcast series and then they made it into a real podcast. And it's kind of, they say it's like unpacking like the gray area of disordered eating, you know, the part yeah. where people are like, well, it's for health. So I'm like doing it for health. So it's fine. But like, yeah. you know, they're, taking they're not it admitting long. to it. Yeah. And so she talks about in the episodes, it's a lot of things that you'll be like, oh, I may have done that. Or like, oh, that's definitely like a little too far. Um, she talks about going on a trip with a friend and the whole time they went to like Austin or something. The whole time they ate from like this juice place. And her friend was like, Austin has like great food. Like, can we go mm-hmm. try like these awesome restaurants? And Amy was like, no, like I can't eat like 
I'm not going to like a barbecue joint, you know? And yeah. she talks about now she goes there and she's like, I get to try all this amazing food and like eat stuff, like eat different things. And like, nothing happens. I like, I'm still a healthy person. Like I didn't yeah. lose all things if I don't drink green juice every day. So um, it's a really good podcast about, you know, how disordered eating is fueled by body image and body mm-hmm. image is fueled by disordered eating. So yeah. That's great. I'm going to have to listen to that. And I'm excited to read the book too. Cause I, yeah, both of those sound really good. So thanks yeah. for sharing that. Yes. That was so motivational and ins- inspirational. I feel like I know. Yeah, I, loved I, it. I, I really thank loved everything that you so said and it much. was, yeah. Oh, thank I you guys for that. having me. I clearly yeah. could like talk about this all the time. I feel like my whole family is like, okay, Carla, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, listen, fam, I got a podcast episode out about me now. So side <laughs> note, I, I really <laughs> wish that like the podcast had uh, like you could see us because your mannerisms are my favorite thing. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I laugh, which people always say is like the most ridiculous laugh in the world. I'm like trying to tone it down. I'm like keeping it on the real. <laughs> no, 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 don't tone you. it down at all. Carla, no, do, you. do you know that every week when we when we edit, I'm like, guys, I heard a part where I was cackling, please cut that. And there are many cackles of mine that have to get cut. And not to mention that everyone listening probably is like, really, you cut the cackles? Cause I don't yeah. hear it. Like there's so many. Like Becca asked me to cut a few of her laughs out. And I'm like, I, I did not want to at all because I loved it. And she insisted. I think that Becca, I think you, I love your laughs. Your laughs. Yeah. You're right. It's just like po- positive body, positive yes. uh, that energy. Is part of, that keep is the cackles going. <laughs> exactly. Cackles. Own your fucking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we go, does anyone have a weekly reel? Oh. I, t- I told Carla we do weekly reel. So Carla, know, did you have I know, something? I don't know if I have any ones. That's okay. Um, oh, okay. Yesterday, my dad came over because we're like doing some yard work. And he was like, you want to drive the Bobcat? And I was like, <laughs> I uh, saw this. Yes. Sure. So I drove the Bobcat and like how I had to drive it was in front of Max's window. So I drove past Max's window and he like saw, like it was only my dad and I, so he didn't like, it must've been me. And he couldn't, it, he like died. He like fell into that. <laughs> I've never driven it before. That is amazing. <laughs> when I saw your, you posted that on your stories, I think, and I saw it and I, I was instantly taken back to Bonnyville where Renee and I grew up, which is the smallest town ever. Um, and like, Dude, that's what we literally I haven't driven the bobcat yeah, so yeah props to you, but yeah the shit bob. like that where you're just like should we go over to to the barn and and get the backhoe out like yeah okay let's <laughs> are do these that. cars like, <laughs> are these cars or what skids <laughs> steer like uh like like a, I literally don't know another word other than bobcat but yeah skids steer where you like scoop up dirt and I swear oh I'm gonna- okay that's what I was picturing I was picturing equipment like yeah like, like yeah a tractor equipment kind of. but then I googled it but then I Googled it, Bobcat. I'm like, I'm over here like, okay, I'm just going to play it cool until Bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> all cars. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, oh damn. Yeah. It's well, also a, a cat. Like an actual cat is a Bobcat, right? Right. right. So, that's confusing too. Um, well, I figured you weren't riding an animal, like an, an actual Bobcat. <laughs> really, I, yeah, it was one was... of three things. An actual cat, <laughs> a electrical equi- or equipment, or a car, so. Oh, oh I get it now. Love it. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Carla. It was 
even even better than I expected, even though I was expecting oh. greatness, it was better than I expected too. I'm yes, so, so excited for everyone to hear this episode. Yes, oh, oh, thank so you amazing. guys so much. It was so good to talk to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be here every Thursday, so be sure to come back and hang with us. If you like this episode, share with a friend or tag us on Instagram so we can personally thank you. Bye. Bye.